Today on CityCast Denver. It's Cinco de Mayo and that means cruising. And one of the biggest spots for cruising in Denver is along Federal Boulevard. But not so much this year. We get asked to a meeting actually by several car clubs who told our office that they're leaving. They're not coming back until it's safer. My council person, Jamie Torres, is on the show today to reveal the real reason cruising car clubs have disappeared from Federal and what it might take to bring them back. Today is Wednesday, May 5th, 2021. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. Let's take a look at the news. Expect a high of 63 degrees and partly cloudy skies. On Monday, City Council approved a new program that will require landlords to get a license to rent out their properties. The idea is to give renters some protections while making sure landlords are held accountable for the livability of their properties. If you use I-70 to get in and around the city, be warned. This weekend, the Brighton Boulevard on-ramp will be closed. Not to worry, this mess of a highway will have both north and southbound detours to get you around. When I was in high school in the 90s, everyone cruised. Downtown, along Colfax, even all the way up to Westminster. But one of the biggest spots for cruising has always been federal. From La Rosa to Barnum Park, the north and west sides are where you see this important piece of our city's Chicano and Latino history and culture. I, when I drive a lowrider, I drive it like from 15 to 20 miles per hour. And they say, why are you going so slow for? I think that's what you call a lowrider. <laughs> Luis Hasse Sr. calls himself the oldest lowrider in Denver. Back in the 80s and, and uh, part of the 90s, we had a thing called Colorado Lowrider Association, which I, which I was the president of. And we used to have our meetings at a police station in Commerce City. And things worked out great. And they would back us up because we had permits. Luis grew up in Los Angeles, an epicenter of lowriding culture. I grew up in a gang-invested area in L.A. My mom and dad showed me how to lowride with my brothers and sisters. We used to use rocks, batteries, stuff from the, from the train stations. We used to um, use all kinds of stuff. And the hydraulic system was totally different compared to what they have it now. Over here, it's a little different. But I give them a lot of credit because when I first got here, I hardly saw anybody lowriding. But through the years, little by little... It was, getting, it was getting better, better, and better. In fact, even the police would low ride with us. But all of a sudden, things just changed. And I tell the people nowadays, to, under, to get the respect for what you want, because you got the mini, the mini cars and the mini trucks that race or they spin their cars around until smoke comes out, and people think it's low riders when it's not, you know? Because the low riders get accused for a lot, even though it's not us. So for the last year, every Sunday, Denver police have been shutting down all but one lane of traffic on South Federal each way, making it almost impossible to get in and out of my neighborhood. But I also noticed that the car clubs, like the one Luis is a part of, have disappeared. It all seemed a little fishy, so I wanted to find out why the car clubs were vanishing from places like Grandpa's Burger Haven and why we were seeing more police on Federal. According to your picture, you are in my park right now. Perfect. Barnum, the top of Barnum Park. Yeah, I love it. 
I invited my councilwoman, Jamie Torres, on the show to get to the bottom of this question. Where have all the car clubs gone? This last weekend, DPD closed down all lanes but one on Federal ahead of Cinco de Mayo, and they said it was out of safety precautions to prevent street racing. And I I had not thought of it in that way until you and I had kind of had talked about it on Twitter. But can you, I feel like there's a little bit of a confusion still because cruising is, is also such a huge part of federal. So can you talk about the lane closures and what, what their, what their function or their purpose really is for federal right now? This started last year. So you may remember in August, there was a shooting at Alameda and federal. Yeah. That's like the intersection right where I live. Yes. And uh, this was a direct result of in the intersection getting blocked, people doing donuts in the middle of the intersection. We had daytime video of uh, that folks who were posting online either to TikTok or Snapchat of folks doing donuts closer to Federal and Mississippi in the middle of the street and shooting at one another, broad daylight. And and what I what we had seen, what I had seen over the summer was more intensity on federal than I had ever seen in my life. Then the shooting happens. We get asked to a meeting actually by several car clubs who told our office and the two DPD districts that cover the stretch of federal from the north side to um, southwest Denver, that they're leaving. They're not coming back until it's safer. And, you know, what, what we've what we've always known cruising to be and cruising culture to be and car club culture to be is is about family and and it's it's really been a part of our task and our obligation to try to demystify kind of these these myths and negative stereotypes of cruising culture and and federal boulevard and and they were telling us these car clubs we want to come back we want to come back when we know that it's safe for all of us and our family. And, and we heard that really emphatically because they were moving up to 38th. They were moving over to um, Berkeley Park. And, and it wasn't something that I wanted to lose permanently. So we, by that I mean Councilman Clark, Councilman Flynn, myself, um, since that point, we started doing weekly meetings with DPD District 4 and talking to them about what are the what are the low contact, the low intensity options that we can pursue here? And restricting down lanes became one of the easiest ones. And honestly, I don't love it. Um, it's not something that I want to continue. But it was it was definitely, especially after coming out of last summer, hearing from folks, I didn't want more opportunities for interaction between kids and cops, honestly, along federal, um, whether they were being pulled over or um, fighting with one another, whatever the the kind of the the issue might be, I wanted to reduce that as much as possible, um, while still trying to figure out what are other ways that we can really respond to the need for resources in Southwest Denver. And to be clear, so there's very separate things happening here. Like you're saying um, the street racing culture, doing donuts in the middle of like really busy intersections. And then unfortunately, shootings happening. This is completely separate from the car culture, the cruising culture and the car clubs that meet up on federal to, like you said, like it's a family event. Hang out, show off your car, see your friends. These are two very different things. 100%. And when we started the Barnum to La Raza Park Day, it was in response to 
what we were starting to hear from newer residents in Barnum and Villa Park who were objecting to Sunday night cruising. Okay, and the Barnum to La Raza Park Day is the annual cruise down federal that started in 2019 and usually happens in August. That's right. And so there was this idea that we need to remind people this is something that we celebrate, uh, like gathering in in, in parking lots with outrageously cool cars is something that um, we maintain in uh, in Denver and throughout the west side and the north side and and that was that was one of our ways of doing that in the very first year there was a bit of this tension between making sure the police department was also reverberating this message that we support cruising um, cruising is not the same as uh, both racing or some of the more violent activity we might see on any number of our streets throughout Denver. Um, and and we're, we're trying to distinguish it as, as very different. And when the car clubs came to you and were first expressing this concern, like we're leaving our spots because it's not safe. What did they tell you about leaving federal? Like what, why were they, what were the reasons or what were they experiencing that made them not want to be part of that culture anymore. I think it, it, it was kids, now grandkids are joining them. Um, and, and, and these are legacy activities, being on federal, celebrating your car, putting as much work into it as you do, and wanting, wanting to showcase that with your friends and family. These are legacy activities. And so when, when we do have, you, you're hearing shots coming off in, um, down in the distance from where you're at on federal, or you're hearing about a bystander getting shot and killed at Federal and Alameda. All of these things are, um, are they're, they're heard. Um, folks in those communities are definitely hearing that and, and, and pretty much just saying, you know what, we're going to back off a little bit, um, try to make this a little bit safer, try to implement some new strategies. Let's focus on how we deal with a pandemic and then let's let's try to do this again. So I know these lane closures actually began because there was this explosion of activity on federal when the pandemic hit. And all these groups beyond just the cruising centric car clubs were gathering because there was really nowhere else to hang out. And then the lane closures turned more into preventing street racing. Can you talk about how much of an impact these closures have had on curbing that? We did get some calls for service data from the District 4 commander that showed just an outrageously big drop in calls for service on uh, on the weekends and on Sunday nights. So there was kind of a, a result achieved in terms of lowering the intensity of what might be happening out there. And I think when 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 you're when you're able to in some way reduce why somebody might be calling the cops, whether it was because they heard something or they they just experienced something, that's good news. We want to keep an eye though that it's not just people calling about what they might be hearing in the distance, whether it's um, gunshot or screeching cars or, you know, whatever that might be. So opening federal back up again, we want to be really careful and and really looking at what does that data say? Because you can't just, I think, do one activity or, or one intervention and expect that to stick. I think people want, you've, you've got to be able to absorb that energy somewhere else. And that's what we're trying to do with programming with our nonprofit partners. We've got to get libraries and rec centers back open. There are so many things that I think absorb that energy. That's a great point. That's a really good point. And I know rec centers are starting to open up by appointment at this point. But just having places for kids to go, places for, you know, young people to hang out. Yeah. So we're airing the show on Cinco de Mayo. 
What is what's going on in the district or what do you hope how do you hope people are able to celebrate? You know, I I I think in in a lot of the ways that we that we do, like Bree from from our west side front porches, we can probably hear parties happening and music and always, always right? Um, so I look forward to hearing that uh, on Wednesday night. I look forward to uh, seeing folks showing their their Mexican flags and um, and American flags, and you know we we see a blend of of all of it on Cinco de Mayo. Thank you so much, Jamie. This has been really helpful and enlightening to understand because like I live in your neighborhood and it's like, what is going on? But it has, you know, things get a little wild. You want to know everybody is safe. And I'm sad that the cruisers have moved off to 38th, but I hope that we're able to bring them back. They'll be back. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell a friend about us, rate the show wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to our snazzy morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye-bye. Sorry, there was something weird going on with my voice there. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.